there was a the tenant, tenant there. Well, you shouldn't have. I you, knew. Yeah, I knew. I met the tenant. You met the tenant, and it wasn't the same person. No, when I went the other, when I went two weeks ago, it was someone new. Fuck that. Who's paying the utilities? Food, Who's paying the utilities? Huh? Who's paying the utilities? That I don't know. I don't know if it's on his name. Well, you're but not paying they it. said that if it is, it's going to be a disaster. It's not me though. I'm not on the utilities. And the attorney didn't Listen, advise to switch it to the yeah, right. switch okay. my name. No, 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 don't do that. Listen, you better let the attorney do what he can do. But in the meantime, he took you know, a thousand dollars. So. Well, you know, everybody's trying to make money right now. But listen, there's no guarantee with the court system. In the meantime, say to the attorney, hey, does the attorney, anybody have any contact with the guy living there right now? No. Nobody? I saw him face to face, but I blew it. Uh, I lost my temper. And... Well, you need to try to, I don't know, you know, talk to the attorney, see if he can reach out to him, send him a letter or some bullshit, try to contact him, send somebody over there, uh, you know, I, I don't There know. is no lease agreement. I know, but it could be a verbal agreement and, you know, who the hell knows, right? Now, listen, if it Japanese people just put on a mask, they were like, for the greater good, no problem, mm. um... I think Andy struggles more with that. But for me, because it's something from my childhood, I mean, it's just very natural. It makes sense. Um, well, it's interesting because there's such an ancient culture. Yes. Like Andy was telling me that he went to, he was doing a tour there. I mm -hmm. believe it was with you. Yeah. And someone showed you guys like a mill or some, some sort of building. Yeah. That was twice as old as America. Yeah, it was so like that a, put everything in perspective. For it him. was like a house, a, like a wooden house and a mill still standing in like pristine condition because they take care of it. Um, yeah, like twice as old as America. And we were like, wow, the culture here. I mean, we've we've been to a lot of countries in Asia and you know, China's one of those places where you look at China's history and you're like like their history is there's such longevity there and the china that we know today is not original china like they have like looking at their progression mm. over history i just think is so fascinating america's harder because we're so young so we're right now witnessing you know our own progression but it's not like looking at 3,000 years worth of history. Right. You know, I mean, Native Americans were here, but we don't have that written history. So. It makes you think, is that where we, we could be going if we last that long? You know, it's really interesting. I, I, so I'm a giant dork and I am a huge fan of Star Trek. I'm like, Star Trek Next Gen is yeah. one of my favorites. And so the whole idea that one day we could be like this, you know, utopia on earth, at least where, you know, like money isn't like, I think there's no currency. I'm pretty sure in Star Trek, everybody has roles they fill. Everybody's needs are mad. There's this definite part of me that's like, that could happen one day in theory, but communism is also a good thing theory <laughs> and like practically it will probably never ever work um so it's it's one of those things where you know i have faith in humanity but i'm also realistic 
you know, we could do a lot of things. Lots of things are possible. Mm-hmm. Are we ever going to get there? I don't know. It would be, I mean, it just seems like the world would be such a better place if, but if we didn't have this inherently tribal DNA. Yeah. Where we're just not, like we said, like I said earlier, like territorial apes with thermonuclear <laughs> weapons. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, unfortunately, that's just what we are as human beings. And mm-hmm. I, I can't see in the near future any way to get past that threshold. Yeah. But I figured out, if, what if we could somehow figure out how to get past that? I think, you know like I said, your, your vision of some utopian world of people that all get along and there's no borders or boundaries and. Right. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think near future, I don't see it. Um, is it, is it possible? Yes. Um, there is a ton of work that would need to be done. I think, um, I was just reading a book that was talking about, um, like the scarcity mindset and the scarcity mindset is what drives people to hoard and to compete and to be like, you know, there's might be five apples and five of us, but I'm going to take three just in case. And they're like that, that mindset gets us all in trouble. Like if you look at, if you really looked at resources and how they could be divvied out, like if we actually entertained all the options that were possible, there really would be enough um, for everybody. Like there would at least be enough for basics for everybody, but that doesn't seem to be good enough for enough people, like people who have control, people who have leverage. So that just makes you know, creates inequality. It keeps inequality going. Um, so yeah, I just, I think it's a long road. I think it's definitely possible. I think people are working towards it. What do you think the best way for people to get out of that scarcity mindset is? So I think it's just believing that there is enough believing, like not being scared that at the end of this, Like, when I finish my sandwich, there will be no more sandwich. Like, just don't be afraid, right? Like, just know that I'm going to eat this meal, and by the time the next meal needs to come around, it'll be there. There's enough, right? Like, maybe it's not going to be a, you know, maybe it's not going to be a steak and a giant baked potato, but it will be enough. Like, you will eat. You will be fed. Um, So just knowing, you know, like, investing money right like don't hoard your money like use it because there will be more on the other end you know like if you keep working and you keep moving forward then you're not going to be without so that's one of the biggest biggest um philosophical questions in life right Mm -hmm. money versus time yeah you know, people chasing you know and neglecting their families and their children yes. to chase money and to work yep. when you realize by the time most people who attain that extreme level of success or money or wealth or whatever it is they realize once they get to the top of the mountain yep. it's not what they thought it was yeah exactly andy says andy uh 
refers to it as uh, looking under skirts. He's like, he's like, the more, the more people I meet, the more networking I do. He's like, the more skirts I get to look under, and the more I realize that's not what I thought it was going to look like under right, there. Right. Yeah. And so it's really, I think about like really understanding what is your goal? Like, what is your goal? What is the purpose you're driving towards? Because I think most of us, I mean, I admit this, I be in this person's life and deal with this person in order to get valuable intelligence from them. Right. Because that was super interesting. Yeah. And I, I mean, for me personally, part of that's like, what's the greater good here? Right. Like maybe you're dealing with this horrible person, but what are they giving you for the greater good? I think on the other hand, like most people, so I worked with a lot of refugees and there are absolutely horrendous stories about what happens to people who become refugees before they become refugees, right? So you read all these horrendous stories of, like, child soldiers and, you know, like, neighbors turning on neighbors and rape being used as a weapon of war. And you're like, like, there are so many scenarios out there that the average person who lives a comfortable life does not even, like, cannot even comprehend And when you're in a scenario where essentially every decision is, would be considered a bad decision where like in your black and white, it's all black, you still have to choose and you have to be comfortable with whatever that choice is. Like you can't just stand there. You have to make a choice. So you can't put everything into a good and bad bucket. There's a giant gray area of, um, you know, like if, if I have to choose between, between dealing with like some kind of horrible person who has ties to terrorism. And I know that they are going to be able to give me information that stops an attack that saves 50 lives like you're going to give that dude money. You're going to take him out. Like you're going to be friends with him because he has the ability to do good on the other end, whether he knows it or not. Mm -hmm. Right. Like those are the real life choices. That's what happens in real life. I think that when you are living, I mean, and I, I live a comfortable life. I just happen to have had the exposure, right? I think when you're living a comfortable life and you're not exposed to the, like, to the realities that are out there, it's easy to judge. It's easy to judge and be like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. Okay, well, when you are in these situations and you're standing there and you have to make the decision, let's see what your decision actually is, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to change I think your idea, like you have to shift from what's right and wrong to what is the objective, right? Especially Mm -hmm. when you're doing stuff for the, for the government, like military, CIA, um, like what is the objective here? What is the mission here? And how do you accomplish that? It's not about what do I personally think is right and wrong? How do you obtain your objective? How do you complete your mission? Because that mission is serving all of us. Right. Like whether we know it or not, 
there are missions happening right now that maybe we would disagree with, but they're serving us. They're protecting us. Right. So. Yeah, I talk, I had a one guy on here who was uh, he was a a drone pilot. Yeah. It, it, for flying those drones over Yemen, those killer yeah. drones, and he was like, he was recruited by I believe it was the Air Force that was that was heading that program, but he was said he was like. 19 years old 18 yeah. years old and and they were having him pull the trigger on these drones that were blowing up you know people yep. and ke- yep. him being 18 years old watching people get ex- you know blown up yep. in countries like yemen or whatever and mm-hmm. it scarred him I mean, it really messed his head up yeah having to make those decisions yes. and or whether he was making the decisions or not he's probably following orders like right. pulling the trigger on those drones and, yep and watching these people suffer, like on the mm-hmm. ca- watching the infrared camera, these people like crawling and bleeding, and yep, yeah, that and stuff so, can be terrifying to you, like so, to any any human, right? And think about like like all the people involved in that decision, mm-hmm. right? So he was pulling the trigger, so he probably felt directly responsible. But there's a chain of command, right? There are other people making that decision people who found that location to target like the guy in charge who makes the decision to target it who like people who know that that house might have the guy's kids in it Mm. do we target or not right like there are there are there are tons of people who are involved in this decision and it there are so many factors that weigh in, right? And I, I don't. It's 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 a sad reality, right? Like I I don't advocate collateral damage in war, but it happens, and it's a reality, and people have to make those decisions. War is not clean. And it's just unfortunate, and I um. When we were working, uh, we were working in the Middle East, and I was working with a Delta Force guy, and he was the nicest guy ever, like a family man. He um, he had actually like his own nonprofit that like helped women learn self defense, and just the nicest guy. And he was teaching this triage class, and starts telling this story about you know, missions where he went in, like his missions were specifically to go in and kill people, right? Like you and your team are going to go into this place. You are going to kill the people there. Like, you know, very close range shooting or hand to hand combat, like telling stories about team members that he lost on those missions. Um, and so I asked, I asked them, I was like, what kind of psychological care do they give you? Because there's no way. So for the CIA, they do a ton of psychological testing. Beforehand. Yes, before they hire you. So I'm assuming that part of all of the special forces is... Downtown and then white folks Minneapolis. No, nigga, so didn't nobody love George Floyd. Y'all don't play like that nigga. That nigga wasn't shit. He couldn't get borrowed $20. He was a nigga probably borrowed $20 and a whoop you if you asked him for the money back. Because he wasn't them big old nigga. Pill and tanked nigga. Stack five. 
If you love the nigga so much, he shouldn't have been downtown trying to pass that $20 bill. Them white folk called the police on him. He was down there acting erratically, like a dope fiend nigga. He was high on dope. Then, and one when the white boy get him before they could even get him out the car and put him on the ground, guess what he go to doing? Crying? Yeah, that nigga went to crying on. The white boy body camera showed it all. Now, when he, when he in the house with the black woman, victimizing the black woman with the gun in her belly, invade her home. He wasn't crying in. But when the white boy get him downtown, full of that goddamn dope, and he know he got to go to jail, he down there trying to do all the dope thing tactics, trying not to go to jail, swallowing the dope, crying, not wanting to get out. <laughs> nigga, get yelled, nigga. He wasn't no nigga that got the will to live, and he ain't no nigga that got the will to kill. Because he only want to kill your own, nigga. White boy laying on top of you. Nigga, whatever you got to do, nigga, but you don't lay down. Them ain't my kind of niggas. Nigga, I remember I used to make the white folks hog tie me, nigga. I used to make the white folks hog tie me and drag me down the hall. And I used to holler, break it, break it. They twisted my arm, break the motherfucker. When the police slammed me on the car, I hit my head, boom. Yeah, they trying to kill me. Fuck, I'm gonna go die submissively. <laughs> Eric Garner died submissively. Subservient, docile motherfuckers. George Floyd just laid there. Subservient, docile motherfuckers. You ain't got no will to live, nigga. Let alone no will to kill your enemy. Now that motherfucker Mike Brown. Mike Brown tried to take the boy gone. Mike Brown tried to take the boy gone, man. His thumbprint was on the gun. Mike Brown was a soldier, was a warrior. He didn't just lay down. Trayvon Martin didn't just lay down, nigga. And them was babies. You see how the difference between the old niggas and the young niggas? So we don't want to hear shit from you old niggas, nigga. I'm the new minister for the young niggas, not Fabricon. You old niggas. The old days is over with, nigga. The old days is over with, nigga. I'm the new minister for the young niggas. You saw how Mike Brown died. You saw how Trayvon Martin died. You saw how Freddie Gray died. They didn't die just laying down, nigga. The old nigga been laying down for too long, including Farrakhan, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton. All the old niggas been laying down, man. They ain't gave us nothing to follow. That's why we had to follow boys. Little boys like Raymond Washington. Little boys like Tookie Williams. We had to follow boys. Who you think started games? Boys? Teenage boys? Nigga, I'm preaching. Don't tell me to calm down. I'm in preacher mode. Nigga, I keep telling you, bitch ass nigga, I'm the minister. 
stand up and clap and say hallelujah, but don't tell pastor nothing. Let me deliver the message, nigga. Let me sweat, let me spit. Let me deliver the message, nigga. I'm the preacher. Bitch ass nigga, shut y'all bitch ass up. In this church house, come in here and shut your motherfucking mouth because don't nobody want to hear you in real life. Why you think you're over here listening to me? Because you can't talk in real life and somebody will listen to you. Now, choir, y'all stand up and give them a selection. <laughs> so we can go and close out the service. Close out service. Yeah, choir goes. Someone you niggas sang. Yeah, bitch ass nigga, you niggas got something to say. One of you niggas write a, 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 a sermon song, nigga, a gospel song, write something. Since you bitch ass nigga got something to say. So we can go and close this motherfucking sermon out for the day, nigga. And make sure Whack 100 get this. Make sure Farrakhan get this. Make sure every last one of them Muslim niggas in New York is mad at me. The Puerto Ricans, the Mexicans, whoever mad at me, nigga, get in line. I done left a whole bunch of motherfuckers feeling how you motherfuckers feeling, nigga. And as long as I'm alive on earth, nigga, with ten toes, two hands, and one eye, I'm the bad. Oh, tell, nigga, fuck you, didn't think y'all gonna scare me and tell me about what y'all gonna do to me, you rape my mama. That's been fuck you, Muslim, nigga. You niggas been pedophile for the longest. You niggas been pedophile as long as your religion been in existence, nigga. You nigga been fucking babies and boys and goats and, 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 and queers as long as Islam been in religion, bitch. I, I used to be one of you niggas. And I, and I refused to stop eating pork. So I said, fuck you niggas. Because, listen, I sold barbecue four years ago. And the Muslim niggas used to come through playing like they can taste pork. So one day, I cut the motherfucking chopped beef with pulled pork and served it to Muslim niggas, unbeknownst to them. They didn't know they was eating pork. They were chewing that motherfucking pork. Them motherfucking Muslim can't tell when they taste the motherfucking pork. So I sold them niggas pork for all summer long. Yeah, nigga, now sue me. Yeah, I sold pork. So I cut the chopped beef with pulled pork all summer long and not one goddamn Muslim could tell the difference. Because all them bitches is sneaking and eating pork. Or if they ain't eating pork, they suck pussy so they taste buds is thrown off to the pork. Yeah, them I, I feel good sneaking and selling them niggas $10 chopped beef sandwiches with that pulled pork cut up in it, nigga. Straight disrespecting you, nigga. Yeah, get mad about that, nigga. I did that five years ago. Bitch ass nigga. Yeah, go try to skirt me on the internet. All you niggas trying to skirt me on the internet. Catch a plane, nigga, and show up in person and make everybody in the city say, say, them niggas out of New York City looking for you, nigga. Say, it's the niggas out of California asking about you. Do that, nigga, bad motherfucker. Make Farrakhan have a million man march down here. He ain't done nothing in a while, no way, for he getting too old anyway. Yeah, he getting too old. 
And Facebook don't want to hear the motherfucker. Y'all don't know what to do. You can't listen to him. Yeah, we sick of that old nigga anyway. We want to hear from NBA Youngboy. Don't nobody want to hear shit from Farrakhan. We want to hear from Fujiano. We don't want to hear shit from no goddamn Muslim, nigga. You nigga can't rap. <laughs> yeah, you nigga stick to provide security at the funerals and, and shaking down rappers. But don't nobody want to hear shit no nigga talking about thumping no Quran. Nigga, we want to hear from Lil Baby. We don't want to hear from you bitch ass Muslim nigga. So shut up, Farrakhan. Don't go inside and talk. Don't come out here and talk. It's a new day, Farrakhan. And don't nobody want to hear no shit about no spaceship go come rescue all us niggas. If a spaceship come right now, I ain't getting on no motherfucking spaceship with no Muslim niggas. I don't trust no Muslim. Mother didn't trust you niggas. I don't trust no nigga that don't eat bacon. And all our life, we was trained and brought up to eat bacon. Any nigga don't eat bacon and suck pussy is an oxymoron to me. Period point blank. I nigga gonna give up bacon instead of putting his motherfucking head between the whole leg and suck up pussy. Nigga, fuck you, nigga. And all you niggas do it. All you Muslim niggas do it. Go quit the pole and suck the pussy. You stupid. You dumb. You ignorant. Fuck you. And fuck your religion, nigga. Yeah, nigga, it's funny to me. It's funny to me. <laughs> yeah, and I don't believe none of you niggas is bad enough to come do nothing to me and let the world see that y'all pussies to the white boy. Y'all didn't do nothing for Tamir Rice. Y'all didn't do nothing for Breonna Taylor. You bitch-ass niggas, Muslim niggas, didn't do nothing for Breonna Taylor. Y'all didn't do nothing for Eric Garner. Y'all let the white boy choke the big old nigga out. The big old nigga got his hands up. He's supposed to be throwing elbows. Get off me, nigga. Bigger than he was, he let the little bitty white boy jump on his back. Them ain't the kind of nigga we are down here. Them ain't the kind of niggas we are. We ain't just laying down. George Floyd is in Indianapolis. He just laid there and let the nigga put his knee on his neck. Nigga, fishes flop out of water. You ever seen a fish when you get him in the boat? He flopping like a motherfucker. He want to get back in the water. Fuck, that nigga didn't want to live. Don't fiend that nigga. That's a dope fiend, ain't it? The nigga died with fentanyl in the system. And the best thing could have happened to him is for him to die. The nigga left his daughter 20 million. That nigga could have lived to be 100 years old. He wouldn't have been able to leave his daughter 20 million. He couldn't have never been able to leave his pretty little daughter 20 million. They done that baby a favor. He wasn't shit. The nigga was in and out of jail. The nigga kicked in a door, boom. That nigga kicked in a motherfucking door. And put a gun to a black woman's belly while she was pregnant, robbing them. How you know that ain't his fate? He wasn't trying to redeem that. He went to making porn with white bitches. The nigga was a porn star. 
with whiteness. So let me tell you something, Stack Five. Basketball playing ass nigga. Big old tall nigga. Fuck your brother, nigga. And fuck you too, nigga. Say, listen, if he was your brother or he was your nigga, what in the fuck that nigga was doing downtown in Indianapolis with a fake $20 bill? You must have loved that nigga that much. Nigga, I got some people I can go get $20 for, nigga, and I ain't got to go try to pass no $20 bill with no dope fiend nigga and no dope fiend bitch. That Monster Cody, you can go get all you can go get all them OGs that the, that's that's on camera talking and ask them to show you how they live and where they live, and you will see, man, they really homeless. OG Percy is a crack addict, huh? Everybody know he smoked crack, huh? That's a dope fiend. That's a dope fiend, huh? I ain't never smoked crack. So I'm saying, okay, that's why they love DMX. They loving the dope. Man, this is the dope crack babies. They despise their mamas, but they idolize the dope fiend rappers, the dope fiend gangsters, but they resent their mothers. They resent their grandmothers for being dope fiends. Only to look at these men to idolize, not look up to. They don't look up to these men. They idolize. So I'm saying, man, uh, the only reason we went back and forward is because I spoke on something and it was right. Y'all fighting for what, homie? Y'all finna do a fight for what? Two black men finna fight for what? So now we done tricked the world to believe that only black men can solve their problems is in the boxing ring. Like yeah. you said, let's have a spelling bee, right? Man, a debate. <laughs> nigga, let's nigga, let's have a let's let's have a, a obstacle. Let's go do an obstacle course, nigga. Why you tell us before we pay rent on the first? We're not paying rent next month. We're gonna use that as our security deposit to find something else. Yeah, but did and you I'm tell trying him, to make it. Did you go tell ahead. him, listen, you're not moving right away. Takes time to That's sell what a I'm house. Saying. Yeah. No. I didn't I didn't but now they don't want to pay rent and they want to use our security deposit for next month. So how do you deal with selling a property with tenants in it? Like I ever done it, they don't want you to sell it. It sounds like they can't buy the place, you know. Definitely so, can't buy. It. You know, I'm gonna tell you, you know, you, you know, what you want to do is just listen. You know, communication is is really, you know, if you can go there and communicate with them and say, listen, you know, the point is this: it, I can't sell nothing overnight. I'm gonna have to give you at least 30 days notice before you have to leave. Okay. When I give you the 30 days notice, then you can worry about leaving. Right now, you ain't got to move, so pay your rent and don't worry about it. And we might not even be able to sell, tell them. You know, we just we want to see right. because, you know, my family needs the money or, you know, and, you know, and um, the times are rough. What are we going to do? You got to go try to communicate with people, explain to them. And then tell them, listen, if you need help paying your rent, you know, there's agencies out there that'll help them too. 
you know, with moving, you know, whatever, you know. Right. You, you better go try to, you know, try to make up talk with him. him. You better go talk to him. You're a smart guy. You never talk to people. And go talk to yeah. him and tell him, uh, and tell him, you know, listen, this is the situation. I'm not selling tomorrow. I I'm going to give you 30 days notice before you got to move. As soon as I know for sure that I'm selling it, like when you get a guy that goes hard on a contract, that's when you have to give notice. And make sure when you right. sell it, you tell him, listen, I can't sell until 30 days and, you know, give notice to tenants 30 days. But go over there and make a deal with him and kiss up and make up and okay. tell him, listen, you got to pay your rent. You know, pay your rent. Okay. I'm not selling right now. No, nothing's selling in this market. You tell him whatever the hell you got to tell him. Get that goddamn rent money. All right. All right. I was going to tell him, I plan on giving you a $500 to... If I do sell it, I don't. There you go. Like, tell him that, but tell him, tell him you're gonna give him time okay. to move. You're gonna have time to move. I'm gonna give you 500 okay. bucks. Everything's gonna be fine. Just please work with me here. Pay the rent. Let's you know, and just you know, that's it. All right. Right. All right. Good luck Got to it. you. I'll be seeing you soon. I'm gonna contact you when I'm coming out that way. I'll let you All buy right, me man, lunch. All right. Take care, George. All right. Bye. All right. So what else we got? Are we done for the night? Yeah, we have, uh, we're over, over an hour, right? right. Oh, over an hour. That's enough. I'm tired. I got to figure out what the hell I'm going to do tomorrow to straighten my life out. I appreciate all everybody that's been sending me information on how to invest money. I don't know that goddamn, uh, what's it called? Crypto scares me. Because I don't know where the hell money's going. What does it mean? Crypto and Bitcoin and, you know, the money's just floating around or what? I don't know. Yeah. We just got to say thank you to some super chats. Some people just threw uh, Oh, throw chat. in a super chat. Let's super chat. Hey, let's have a chat. A super chat. Piranha Canals, thanks for the $10. What do you think about mobile homes on permanent foundation and land? Thanks for having part of your life on camera. Mobile homes on permanent foundations? Yep. That's a high-class mobile home, baby. Uh, I mean, you know, it depends. Is it a park? Is it sitting on land by itself? I mean, you know, everything has a value. You know, I mean, if you can rent it or if you can sell it and somebody wants to live there. You know, I've dealt with, you know, I haven't dealt with a lot with mobile homes, but manufactured housing is housing. You know, if it serves a purpose to house somebody and you collect rent, then, or somebody wants to buy it to live in, then it's got a value and you rent it out. I mean, you should be trying to rent it out cheaper because manufactured housing is a lot less value, you know, considerably than the um, stick-built housing. So, you know, it's fine. I, I mean, I used to, you know what I made a lot of money on? The manufactured housing, they used to bring them in by trucks. But they bring in 140 of them, and, you know, and they all set up like fourplexes. It's called cardinal housing. I owned a lot of cardinal housing that was built back in the 80s, and it was fine. I bought it, I fixed it, I rented it, I sold it. I mean, anything is, has a value if it's livable and there's somebody that wants to live in it and pay for it. So, yeah, do it. Do anything you can to make money. I don't care if it's a mobile home park or whatever it is, as long as it's legal and... And somebody that's decent enough for somebody to live in and you can make money on it, do it. What else you got? Shaw Shaw Merritt. 
Thanks for the 499. Ben, you should buy the land next to Madeira Beach Marina and build a nice condo or hotel. Madeira Beach Marina? I think all that property was already bought up and a big hotel just went up. If that's what you're talking about, I don't know. I'll look into it. Madeira Beach Marina. But I think it's already been done and there's big development plans going on right now. But I did bid on all that land, but then I got outbid. I'm not a developer. I ain't putting out no big money on development. What else you got? William Burkhead, thanks for the $5. Ben, did you ever take downtime once you made a few million? <coughs> How do you avoid burnout? When is the next seminar? Thank you. I mean, you know, I, I definitely, you got to take downtime once you make your money. And, you know, you got to enjoy life. I've done plenty of vacations, traveling, you know, not as much as I want to. But let me tell you. I'm going to be free from this prison in four more years, baby. Maybe three if you graduate a year early. If you really cared about me and you really wanted me to enjoy my life and start my retirement and be free, he'll do it in about three years, okay? We'll see. I'm happy to do it. Good. Let's happy. see you do it. So, anyway, um, what else you got? Jake. Why? Thanks for the four ninety nine, Ben. I'm closing on my first deal in two weeks. Thanks to you and your family. Thanks. Except Farrakhan broke, so nigga, I'm trying to give me some goddamn money, or uh, peel me some money, touch me some bitches, Mac and Slackjack, <laughs> go fuck on the beach, or uh, lay in a hot tub, nigga, and pop grapes in my mouth, and yeah, and fuck plenty of bitches. Yeah, nigga. Dude. That's what I'm saying. You know, like that type of lifestyle, entertainment, shit like that. You don't be worried. Yeah. Like people try to cancel you, stop opportunities. Man, I've been like doing that before I got here. I've been fucking bitches. Oh, nigga, I've been a hell of a <laughs> nigga. So, nah, who go? This homie can't nobody stop no hell of a nigga. Man, can't nobody. Nick Cannon ain't no hell of a nigga. He let them stop him down. He let them kick. He supposed to go do his own motherfucking thing. Start doing his own goddamn show. Man, can't nobody stop no hell of a nigga unless they kill him. And even if they kill him, can't nobody stop him. Nigga still playing Nipsey Hustle. Nigga still playing Tupac. So you can't stop no hell of a motherfucking nigga. For so. So no, man. Oh. No, man. Nigga better not fuck with me. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, earlier you had uh, spoke on uh, Farrakhan shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't fuck with Farrakhan. Yeah, what's your uh, what's your? Issue I used to be a Muslim. Oh, uh, this my issue, homie. Uh, we gotta listen to a man. Yeah, yeah. Why God gotta tell him everything, and he don't tell us nothing. Why God teach man? No, homie. Why, why, man? Why, why we got to have a man? And this man don't seem to have no flaws, but all us got flaws. He ain't got no flaws. We don't know what he do wrong. Nigga, at least y'all know I smoke weed. I cuss. I call a woman a bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, so my flaws is shown, right? Uh, Obama, man, this man didn't have no flaws. Nah, homie, them ain't our men. We need to see men with flaws. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't follow no man, homie. I ain't have no daddy, so what the fuck I'm going to follow Farrakhan for? He followed Elijah Muhammad. Elijah Muhammad followed Farad Muhammad. All these niggas following, man, fuck them niggas, homie. 
I need to see something else other than a nigga talking, telling me about a book he done read. Nigga, why we can't see his spirit like we seen grandmama them spirit in that kitchen making that food, nigga? We saw them women's spirit, nigga, when we were sick and they took us to the doctor. So how I'm going to reject, nigga, what she gave me, the love I got from this woman who told me about the God she served. Ain't now nigga gave, Farrakhan ain't gave us that love. He ain't, get, he ain't fed the village like Maria and Mama and them feed these fed people. All the niggas that got to know Farrakhan got to go to jail to know him, homie. We don't know him from the world. You was blessed to know him through your grandmother. But sure. because of who your grandmother was, you got the favor from him. Nigga, if your grandmother's, you see what I'm saying? Your grandmother. Yeah. So... Oh, it's not to, I ain't, I ain't got no leader. I come from some old niggas don't hear nothing Farrakhan got to say. And I ain't never heard him say kill no white person, huh? Now, I don't promote killing in nobody. But nigga, I done participated in some things. <laughs> I done participated in some things, nigga. And what I participated in and what we were doing to white people who we thought was our enemy based on what we heard the old niggas say, man, only Farrakhan or no other person talk like that. They ain't really mad at white folk. So I'm saying, oh, man, he talk good for them jailhouse niggas that don't have no identity as no man. I don't speak Arabic. I don't know now slave that did. I told you I can trace my name back to the plantation. And I talked to people that were born in the 30s, in the 40s, right now today. And they say, no, nah, man, we don't want to hear nothing them niggas talking about with no Koran. So, you know, what changed for you? Like, because you say you was practicing. Yeah, yeah, I was Muslim. So I didn't want to stop eating pork. Yeah, I was a Muslim who never quit eating pork. Yeah, I, yeah, I snuck and ate it for a while. And since I was the gang leader, I said, fuck it. Yeah, nigga, I ate pork in front of them niggas. Uh, yeah, they came, they had a pizza party one time. And, and, and them niggas had an all cheese pizza that was Muslim. And that motherfucking pepperoni and sausage with them peppers on that motherfucker look way better than that cheese pizza. So yeah, I publicly ate pork in front of the Muslim niggas in uh, the Imam Omar Sharif. Yeah, so ever since then, I've said, yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> I was playing anyway. Yeah, my mama Jesus loving. I really love Jesus. I was just being rebellious because I was mad at God for letting me get locked up for killing that white man. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't no real motherfucking Muslim. And don't no real Muslim blow theyself up like the real Muslim. Them the real motherfucking Muslim. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I be, I don't, I don't know what they teaching them, but whatever it is, it's, it's some shit. Cause I don't know no other religion that'll kill themselves. Yeah. These, these, for these black Muslims, these niggas just playing. These niggas just angry at their daddies and, and barking at white folk. You ain't never seen none of these Muslim niggas blow up a car. 
Yeah, they don't even know. dedicated for real. Yeah, yeah, them <laughs> niggas just sell newspapers and fruits and wear bow ties. Them other Muslims don't even wear bow ties. Yeah, them other white boy Muslims and long real Muslims, they don't even wear a bow tie. They wear dresses. <laughs> Escalade or his navigator blocking the damn boat. The keys are with him out. Who the hell knows where across the state? And I gotta get the goddamn boat out of there. And uh, that was a fiasco. Does anybody want to buy a 27 foot Formula PC? Brand Come on. new paint. Come on, we're lowering the price. Brand new paint. That boat is beautiful and it runs perfect. I'm telling did, you now. It did run good. I'll tell you what, it's worth 50 grand all day long. 30 grand right now, 30, contact yeah, 30. Rafal. 30 grand, you gotta pick it up, and I can't guarantee the trailer, no. Because the trailer's not mine. But I'll try, I'll help you get a trailer, and the trailer ain't gonna cost you no more than a grand or two. Yeah, go to Okay, it. come on, come on down, and look at that boat. What's the name of uh, Justin's uh, truck place you got Go at? to Ameritruck Sales if you need a truck. That's the same name? He normally changes his name so. all the Does time because he? he's always in trouble or something. I don't know. Oh, it's on Highway 19, Ameritruck Sales, and it's call us and let's do it. All right, what else you got? AJ White, thanks for the $20. Thank you very Appreciate much. Appreciate it. David Almendarez, thanks for the $2. Shout out to Crazy Jewish. Crazy Jewish. For four ninety nine. Cheap Jew. Ben, are you looking forward to Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur. I don't even have a yarmulke. I mean, you know, honestly, I'm I'm not religious, so you know, the holidays are the holidays are the holidays. That's not true. You are religious on Jewish holidays. You turn religious. He turns into a real... Can I say Jew? Yeah. A Jew. And you're a liar. Not a liar. You are a liar. How many times have I ever been to synagogue do you know of the whole time you've been on this earth? How many times? It's not that. How many times? It's in our house. It's what? Here. You don't he know what Jewish is. Let me tell you. Jew. You don't even know what Jewish is. I'm serious. They got so many things going on. You he turns blow your into mind. a real Jew. Quiet before I make you go get bar mitzvahed. You know what the Jews will do all they're drinking? I didn't even get a bar mitzvah. I didn't get one. I'll get you one. I'm good. You ain't going to do it. Okay. I didn't even do it. All right. Move on. What else you got, Jew boy? IGH Properties. Thanks for the $49.99. All right. Big money for file. You're going to be eating some sausage tonight. And maybe a bite. (laughs) Don't take that wrong. Anyway. What else you got? (laughs) David Alvarez, thanks again for $5. When's Mike Bonus and Polly going to be on the podcast? Mike Bonus is a pain in my onus. Okay? You better get out there and you better get the goddamn vacancies we're getting in retail. We just heard from a mattress store going dark. All right? He's sitting on plenty of empty space and he ain't getting it rented. 
And in, I don't know, you know, it's a tough time, a tough market, but Mike Bonus has also got to try to help me with investments. Uh, I'll get him on there. I'll get him on there. He'll be around. What else we got? Paulie. Paulie's out there taking care of pot mills all over the damn state. That guy goes, travels hundreds and hundreds of miles a day. A day. Yeah, a day. Has to go to this building or that building over here and all in the middle of nowhere. What else you got? The doctor, thanks for the 100 bucks. $100 must be from Rich Doctor. He must be a plastic surgeon. Hey, doctor, I hope uh, I hope there's not Medicaid money he's giving us. Uh, anyway, so thank you very much, doctor. Thank you very much. There is there is your $100. I'm probably a grand or two deep in these super chats. Ten grand still stands to swim in the Mala's Lazy River. Do I have to be here? <laughs> the doctor, send us an email and then we will contact you. Ask Ben on Ben. Ten Mon. grand, that's a lot of money. Consult with Ben. Let's have a consultation, doctor. Yeah. I'll give you a consultation, doctor. How about that for a change? The shoe's on the other foot. All right, what else we got? Any callers? Nobody's calling in today. We can go home, go eat, go to sleep, go to hell. I mean... Yeah, we can get a caller right now. I need a cigarette. Don't tell your mother I'm smoking in the house. Hello? Hey, it's Ben. How are you today? How can we help you? Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, what's up? I, who is this again? Sorry. Oh, my goodness. Did you not want me to call you? This is Ben Rella oh. from the goddamn <laughs> Life for Sale. What are the you hell do you want? How you doing? I'm all right. What's up? What do you got? I don't know if you remember me. You came to the Homestyle restaurant. You did that video. The Homestyle restaurant. You guys went. Out, you guys closed up, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I'm sorry. How's your parents doing? They're okay. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, it's just no. It's okay. It was. It was, it was sold. Yeah. Well, I hope things work out for you guys. Thank you. Now what are you Appreciate doing? It. Now what are you doing? Where were now, you from? You're from, you're, wait, you're from, you're from Serbia or where were you from? I forgot. Albania. Albania. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you doing now? So now I just acquired a property here in uh, Newport Ritchie. It happened right before Corona went mainstream. Everyone kept saying, you know, it was a big debate if I should get it or not. I thought the virus was just at, at the time, right before March, it wasn't anything crazy going on. What kind so of property? I went ahead and did get it. What kind of property are we huh? talking about? What kind of property are we talking about? What kind? It's just a single family home. All right. So you bought a single family house and what's the story? Yeah. Was it occupied when you bought it? Is it a rental? Was it empty? What's the story? Yeah. It was, it was occupied when I bought it. I got it off market through a friend who knew somebody that was liquid, liquidating his portfolio. So I got extremely lucky. How much you it pay? How much you pay? Eighty thousand. Huh? 80, All right. So you spent. You bought a house. It's rented out. How much is the tenant paying you? 
knocked down Saddam Hussein's statue and took you motherfuckers all well. Fuck you Muslims over there. And you Afghanistan Muslims, you ain't still been able to beat America, nigga. I am a natural born American citizen and we hate Muslims. I am a natural born American citizen. I put my hand over my chest when the, they sing the national anthem. I think it's disgraceful for any nigga to kneel when that white boy national anthem come on and you niggas ain't killed no white boy to kneel. Yeah, kill a white boy to kneel, nigga, to the end, stand up and put your motherfucking hand over your heart and sing that motherfucking national anthem with us, nigga. You, you, you go to McDonald's, don't you? Yeah, you niggas say, man, fuck you. I ain't never in my life met a motherfucking Muslim at the family reunion. Never. I ain't never met a goddamn Muslim at the family reunion. It's all niggas. And when we get through praying at Christmas in the family reunion from mama to mama seal, nigga, everybody hollering in Jesus' name. I ain't never in my life heard a motherfucker scream, assalamu alaikum, till I landed in jail. Yeah, yeah, I ain't never heard a motherfucker say, assalamu alaikum, till a nigga went to jail. Yeah, they didn't know what the fuck that was. So all you niggas take your motherfucking ass to the penitentiary, go down there, read some books, fuck you a few niggas, or fuck you a few punks, or have you a few fights, smoke you some weed, drink you some hooch. When you get through tired of fighting and fucking punks, you niggas want to pick up the Quran and, and, and have Juma. I ain't, I ain't got no leader. I come from some old niggas don't hurt nothing Farrakhan got to say. And I ain't never heard him say kill no white person, huh? Now, I don't promote killing in nobody. But, nigga, I done participated in some things. <laughs> I done participated in some things, nigga. And what I participated in and what we were doing to white people who we thought was our enemy based on what we heard the old niggas say, man... I don't hear Farrakhan or no other person talk like that. They ain't really mad at white folk. So I'm saying, oh, man, he talk good for them jailhouse niggas. They don't have no identity as no man. I don't speak Arabic. I don't know now slave that did. I told you I can trace my name back to the plantation. And I talk to people that were born in the 30s, in the 40s, right now today. And they say, no, nah, man, we don't want to hear nothing them niggas talking about with no Koran. So, you know, what changed for you? Like, because you say you was practicing. Yeah, yeah, I was Muslim. So, I didn't want to stop eating pork. Yeah, I was mm -hmm. a Muslim who never quit eating pork. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I snuck in 80 for a while. And since I was the gang leader... I said, fuck it, yeah, nigga. I ate pork in front of them niggas. <laughs> uh, yeah, they came, they had a pizza party one time. And 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 them niggas had an all cheese pizza that was Muslim. And that motherfucking pepperoni and sausage. You have to have people with different characteristics, different strengths, weaknesses, traits. Um, and that really worked out for us at the agency. Um, but at home, it's definitely much more of a struggle um, trying to keep balance. Um, and I don't know if it's just because at home is like 24 seven where, you know, in an op you get together, you play in the op, everybody does their part. 
you know, but at home it's a little bit messier. Yeah. So. Now, I mean, that, that's a huge, a huge change that you made from being a spy in the CIA mm-hmm. or uh, you were a, a, kine- targeter. a kinetic target. No, 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 not kinetic. They did not blow people up. Oh, you didn't, you didn't blow people up. <laughs> right. Operational. You operational were, a, you were one of the nice. Yeah, that <laughs> was the nice one. <laughs> the, the one that was going to ha- get somebody to come and buy you a drink. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> To be our friend and spy, obviously. <laughs> so yeah, so like, what was that like? Was it something in you that happened? Like, was there some sort of some sort of event that made you make that decision of becoming a, a spy to motherhood and family life? So, once we were pregnant. We got pregnant when we were overseas, and then we came back um, right before we had the baby, like a month before we had the baby. Um, Andy was moving into management, so I was always a very behind-the-scenes, like, um, I wanted to just specialize in what I did. I was not interested in moving up the ladder or any of that, Um, but Andy was moving into management, um, and just like I, I'm guessing any place else, like the higher you rise, the more hours you work. Um, we mm. were back in the DC area. There was tons of, you know, commuting time was just huge. And, um, and we were still trying to live our life where we like, we had one car and we had like our, you know, our little apartment, like our kind of minimalistic life. But it was getting harder and harder because he was having to go in early and stay in late. And then I'm stuck alone with the baby um, after I'm working, too. And we're trying to balance daycare and all the things that parents everywhere go through. Um, and I think for for me, because I hadn't really done the critical thinking at that time because I, I had I was in the mindset of like I have arrived and this is what we're going to do and this is what life looks like um, but Andy was like we can do better than this like I am not like, he was not where he wanted to be he wanted to be home with his son he wanted to be on his own time um, and so he was the one that kind of planted the seed of like let's go mm. And I think after several months of having our new baby and having no help because we had no family members in the area, um, we were just on our own trying to balance everything. I was like, you know, moving close to family sounds good. So that's what we decided to do. And he, um, we networked into a private company and started our new life in Florida. Yeah. That's amazing. What's it been like in Florida compared to everywhere else you've been? So I grew up here. <laughs> and funny enough, Andy had to convince me to come back because um, I spent all of like my high school and college years here. So I went to like University of South Florida. I went to Florida State University um, trying to leave I was like, I'm going to be a professional and I'm getting out of here. (laughs) Like, I'm going to where professional people go or whatever. Um, So it was this big thing. And I was like, oh, I got to D.C. I got to the CIA. So when he was like, let's go back to St. Pete. I was like, no, 
no way. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we can go to Colorado. Like, let's really. Yeah, I was like, we can why go. not Florida? Why? Why were you so against it? It was really just the idea of coming home, where I felt like I had achieved. So it was my own personal issues that I had. I needed to work through, right? Like I felt like I have achieved, and now mm. I'm go- taking a step back somehow. It's beneath you. Yeah, <laughs> but since I mean, I'm I'm glad. Like he. He had traveled, so I had traveled the world, but not really the United States, which is kind of Mm -hmm. funny. Mm -hmm. He had traveled the United States. So he said the first Christmas I brought